Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. And I will be your host for this hour of the program. My name is Jeff Biggs. I am the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And I always have the pleasure and the privilege to be with you, usually on Tuesdays and on Fridays. And I'm here ready to answer your questions and take your prayer requests. As you just heard, the number to call is 303-690-3000 to be on the air. So give me a call. This is the listener show. This is the opportunity for you to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living. We're going to go to the Word of God together and try to get clarity and understanding and go to God's truth. So 303-690-3000. We have all open lines right now, so grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners uh, all along the Front Range in Colorado. We got a beautiful, beautiful September day, as I hope that you had a great holiday weekend uh, over Labor Day weekend. And now we start the fall season. Everyone's back in school and uh, we're a lot of us to new schedule, uh, football practice, soccer practice, softball, whatever the case may be. Kids are busy. Uh, so if you want to call in and ask for prayer for your children, please do that. Because it seems to be a stressful times, uh, oftentimes when school starts for families and for the kids. And it would be a privilege to be able to pray for you and for your children or grandchildren or whatever prayer needs that you might have. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, also, there is a dedicated text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. And that is a texting line only. And make sure that you're safe as you text in your questions and as uh, you ask for prayer. And uh, we'll go to that uh, source if we have time in the show, but really love to talk to you and converse with you. And so grab one of those open lines that we have here today. Not only welcoming all the Grace FM listeners, I want to welcome those on the East Coast that are listening on Truth and Hope FM. Welcome. And uh, as you listen, you are uh, a week delayed, that is, in the program. Um, but you get to call in. Somebody will answer at that number that I just gave to you. 303-690-3000, and we'll have a conversation, and then you get to listen to it next week. Wants to also welcome all the online listeners. We get people, the online listening audience uh, is growing, even people from different parts of the world. <clears throat> I believe last uh, time I did Calvary Live on Friday, uh, somebody was listening from Brazil, and uh, sometimes we get people from Europe and different parts. We've had people call or, you know, um, actually uh, let us know. And we know that they're listening from Saudi Arabia, places like that. So it's, it's wonderful. Modern technology where people can listen um, with the, um, 
you know, download the app uh, on your phones, uh, the uh, web page on your computers. You can listen live. And so we're so grateful for the online listeners anywhere in the United States. You can call it that number, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. And I'd like to talk to you about the things of the Lord and what the Lord is doing in your life. And uh, and we get to go to the Bible together and look at God's Word and love to be able to do that. Um, also, be sure to text in, as I said uh, before, and while I'm waiting for a phone call to come in, uh, there was an interesting um, question that just came in on the text line. So I'm, I'm going to start with that on today's program. Uh, and the question is, I was told that it's not important to be looking for the Lord's return because we don't know the day or the hour and your thoughts. And that's a very good question. It caught my uh, attention because uh, there is some circles of Christianity uh, in some churches that believe it's not important to talk about the return of the Lord and for various reasons. But I do want to remind us that it is told to us in Scripture, and this is the words of Jesus, that we are to be looking uh, and watching and waiting for the return of the Lord. It was Jesus that said in the Olivet Discourse that you are to be looking for the Master's return. Be the wise and faithful servant that looks for the Master's return, because I come at a time that you do not know. I come at a time that you least expect it. So in that, and as we see the consistency of the imminent return of Jesus Christ, throughout the New Testament, we are to be looking for the return of the Lord. It is very important. And then John says something that is uh, important for us to remember. When John was talking about uh, the return of the Lord, he says when we see him, and whether we see him, whether he takes us home, because remember this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when we go home, we take our last breath here, and, and heaven is our home. For those of us who are Christians, this is a temporary home that we have here. But we know that uh, our home, we're citizens of heaven. Paul writes in the book of Philippians, and John writes in his epistle that when we see him, we will be like him. And um, he goes on to say that you who have this hope, he says, Beloved, now we are children of God. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And I believe that the Lord really wants us to be looking for his return because, number one, he comes in an hour that you least expect. And then second of all, that he who is looking for the Lord or knowing that tomorrow isn't promised to any of us, that it purifies our hearts. In other words, you're not going to be out living in carnality if you are looking for the Lord's return. If you have the heart and the mind that says that the Lord can come back for me today, we don't know the day or the hour, tomorrow, um, but he could, the one that died for me, the one who loves me, um, he can come back for me. And it has a purifying effect on our lives. And then I think the third thing why it's important for us to be looking for the Lord's return, because even on Wednesday nights and tomorrow we're going to be in Revelation chapter 14 in our study of the book of Revelation, and we know that this world is not where it's at. And this world's going to end in a very 
um, terrible way with great tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth uh, that the world has never seen before, right prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And, and it reminds us that don't get comfortable in this home. It's not in this world. It's not our permanent home. It's not going to end up in bliss. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get more rosy. Matter of fact, we are told it's going to be perilous times and great tribulation. And so it's a reminder that our hope is not in this world. Um, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. Uh, we got cares of life. All of us do. You have jobs. We have things that uh, have to be taken care of, families that we're raising, businesses that uh, that you're running or jobs that you have. Uh, we can enjoy things in life. Uh, but the thing is, is we should be looking forward to heaven. So my answer to the question is yes. Yes, it is important for us to be looking for the return of the Lord because it is a commandment of the Lord. So, hey, 303-690-3000, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this beautiful afternoon. And uh, give me a call. We have an open line. But in the meantime, let's go to Marie and Greeley. Hi, Hi there. Marie. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? I'm fine. So I'm at the doctor's office right now, and um, okay. I called last week. You know, requesting. Yeah, I prayer. remember. Yeah. Yeah, and so today's the day, and I'm scared. Okay. So. Okay. Let Let me pray with you. you. You remember the verse that I gave to you? Yeah. Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. But I want to give you another verse while you're waiting there, okay? And I know that you're afraid, and um, and you want to, if I remember, you have a concern for your son, right? Yeah. Um, to be around, um, because you want to be there to raise him. But David, he was waiting out in the wilderness, and he... Yeah. Um, was waiting, it was concerning a family matter. And he didn't know what was going to happen. And he was overwhelmed. And he writes in Psalm 61, to hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And I will trust in the shelter of your wings. So Marie, I'm going to pray for you. And, Father, I just pray for Marie. She asked for prayer. Now she's sitting right now in the doctor's office, and she has fear in her heart. And, Lord, I know that you desire not to give her a spirit of fear, but of power and of sound mind, um, of love. And, Lord, fill her heart with your love right now that she can rest, um, that she would be under the shadow of your wings. And, Lord, that she knows that she can cry out to you, that you attend to her prayer. And bring her strength right now. Be with the doctor. You know, I, I pray that um, you administer to her body. Bring healing if you choose the doctor to, to be able to, to minister to her and to bring healing. That, uh, Lord, that she would know that you care for her and that you're doing a work. So, Lord, I pray for my sister. I just pray that right now you give her uh, comfort in heart, that you give her assurance that you love her. And, Lord, uh, I thank you that we can cast your cares upon you. And she gives us supplication with thanksgiving of that. And so, Lord, just work. Show yourself strong on her behalf. Bring healing. Lord, um, bring uh, just rest to her as she calls out to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Marie, yeah. I'm going to be praying for you, okay? Thank you. Okay, Lord loves you. God bless. You. Okay. Thank you so Bye-bye. much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You know, the Lord wants us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And so I, I uh, would invite you to call for prayer. And, and that's what this program is about. It's, it, it's to answer your questions, um, to minister to you, uh, to encourage you with the Word of God. And I'm sure that there are many that are listening out there that you need encouragement. And don't be afraid to call. You know, I was telling the congregation um, that don't be afraid as we have opportunity for people in between services, and we have three Sunday morning services. If you need prayer, please ask. We have a prayer team. Uh, we want to pray for you. And I think sometimes we're hesitant in doing that. But it's such a wonderful thing for us to have opportunity to go to the throne of grace in time of need, as Hebrews chapter 4 declares to us and to be able to pray and to have this program where we can do that. So if you need prayer, give me a call. Or if you got a question, we have a couple open lines now, 303-690-3000. And that text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Joe in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hey, good Hi, Joe. Afternoon. How are you, Joe? Well, well, good evening, whichever it is. Well, a question about the millennium, because this is after yes. the tribulation. And it was always my understanding that all of us who were saved are in the millennium with Jesus, and at the end of the 1,000-year tribulation, uh, or millennium, I'm sorry, the, the Satan is unbound again, and there's another small uprising of some sort. Who is doing this uprising, and aren't we all saved in Jesus's grace and peace and wisdom at this point, or is there was there procreating going on during this one thousand year period that that bad people were giving birth? I, I don't quite understand how yeah, a good there's this little uprising at the end. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Because here's the thing: during the millennium reign, Isaiah says that righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the seas. Uh, it, but here's the thing to remember. It's going to be an enforced righteousness. And you get these little hints in the Scripture about those who are rebelling in the millennium reign. So as you said, Joe, there are seven years of tribulation. When the second coming of Jesus Christ, we who are, you know, right now the church, we are going to come back with him. So I think that's right. the first thing to remember, that I believe that the church were not going to go through the tribulation period, that he's going to take us out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. So we will be raptured. We'll be standing before the throne, Revelation chapter 5, singing that new song that you have redeemed us uh, from your blood out of every tribe, tongues, peoples, and nations. That's the Uh church. Chapter 6, the scene changes to chapter 19, the tribulation period. And, and we see all these things taking place, the, and the wrath of God being poured out. The Antichrist is going to come against uh, the believers, the tribulation saints. So in chapter 7, we see the ministry of the 144,000, that they're going to be evangelists, and and the result of that, we're going to see that many uh, are going to come to Christ during that time. Um, we also know that there's the witnesses, the two witnesses of Revelation chapter 11, and then there is an angel that's going to fly across the whole earth, as we see in chapter 14, 
that's going to proclaim the gospel to to everyone. And, and so there are going to be be believers in the tribulation period. Plus, um, we know that the eyes of the Jews are going to be opened up, and they're going to come to realize that Jesus is their Mashiach, their Messiah. And mm-hmm. so there's going to be a remnant of them in the rock city Petra, uh, hidden away in the wilderness, Revelation chapter 12. So all this stuff is going on. By the time, you know, the battle of Armageddon, when the nations uh, of the world gather in the valley of Jezreel, the valley of Armageddon, that um, it seems like mankind is going to go down. It seems like the world's going to come to an end. Uh, mankind, Jesus said, if uh, God had not shortened those days, man would have destroyed himself. Um, it seems like Jerusalem's going to fall, and all of a sudden the Lord steps in. The Lord's going to come back. He's going to establish his kingdom. And at that time as well, there's going to be the separation of the sheep and the goats. And that's what we see in Matthew chapter 25. So here's the thing, Joe. So those who are believers that make it through the tribulation— they're going to repopulate the earth for that thousand years. We who went in the rapture of the church, we're in our glorified bodies. We're going to rule. We're going to rule and reign with Him. Um, we're going to, you know, be given responsibilities. And Jesus talked about that um, in the parable of the mina, in the parable of the talents. Matter of fact, in Luke's gospel. Right when Jesus was getting ready to go to Jerusalem for his triumphal entry, Luke tells us something very unique that the other writers of the Gospels don't, that the people were expecting the kingdom of God to be ushered in immediately. So he stops before he goes up to Jerusalem. He's right there in Jericho, in the Jericho Valley. And he tells that parable of the Mina, that there's going to be, um, you know, uh, one who's going to uh, go away. He's going to be given a kingdom. He's going to come back. He gave his servants, you know, a, a mina. They're going to have to give an account to how they invested it. it. Very similar to the parable of the talents. So we are going to stand at the Bamer reward seat of Jesus Christ, us believers. We're going to be rewarded for what we have done in you know, the body, whether good or bad, what we have done for Christ. Um, we are going to be given, as Jesus said in those parables of the talent and mina, you'll be given ten cities, five cities, one city. So we're going to rule and reign with him. And um, I don't know exactly what we're going to be doing. But Joe, uh, here in Colorado, it's beautiful here. And I, <laughs> one of my favorite places is up north in Yellowstone, so I've asked the Lord, can I rule and reign over Yellowstone? Um, because I just love it there. <laughs> so we are. It's it's something to look forward to. And um, so, so it's those that's, who survived the tribulation <clears throat> yes. that are during that thousand-year reign, and they're offspring, they're still going to be offspring, that after that 1,000 years when Satan comes back, they're going to most likely be the ones that are bad. They're the ones that have a choice. They haven't had a choice. And Satan's going to be let out. And, you know, it's interesting because like in Zechariah chapter 14, it tells us that the nations are going to come up and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And it shall be that whoever the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts on them, there will be no rain. Um, And and it talks about 
there shall be punishment uh, that will come to them. So there is going to be some rebellion in the in the millennium reign, and at the end, what is remarkable and what you are making reference to is that all of a sudden Satan is let out, and it says that um, that uh, it is those who um, you know a, a great uh, number of people um, that are going to rebel, and um, it, it tells us that. That now, when the thousand years have expired, Revelation chapter twenty, Satan will be uh, released from his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. So there's going to be a lot that are going to rebel, which is mind-boggling to me, because Jesus is ruling, and. Keep in mind that Psalm 2 says that he's going to rule with the rod of righteousness. So it's going to be an enforced righteousness, but given a choice at the end of the millennium reign, this final rebellion, a great number are going to join in with Satan, but they're going to be crushed immediately, and they'll be cast into um, the outer darkness forever and forever um, as fire is going to come down from heaven and devour them. Um, And so... Pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? It is indeed. Well, I appreciate the explanation, and you can have that uh, that portion of Colorado. I just want the beach house down in Florida. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd be praying for them. They they got that storm right offshore, indeed. and um, yeah, Bahamas. They just got hammered. Yeah. And so we want to pray for them, and you know, we were praying uh, for Florida on Friday, and it looks like it's. It's going to go up the coast. I just we're just going to pray during the show that it just goes out to sea because I know right now it's going to be going up the coast, um, heading towards the Carolinas, and then eventually it could affect you guys there, and uh, in Pennsylvania and and um, up in that area. So we're going to be praying for you guys. All right. Well, appreciate the show and your comments, and uh, keep up the great job. Thanks, Joe. God bless you. Keep studying. Thank you. All righty. Thank you. you. Bet. Uh huh. All right, great question, 303-690-3000. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line. So we invite you to grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time in the show. We are going to go to Jerry in Littleton. Hi, Jerry. Hi, thank you for uh, answering my call. You're, you're welcome. I just have a quick question and a prayer. My question is, when we accept Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us? Yes. Is, uh, the, can the Holy Spirit live for any reason from us? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, and it's, it's interesting that you're asking that question, because right before the show, um, I was reading from 1 Samuel 16. And in 1 Samuel 16, what was interesting was, um, that it, it tells us, I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to give you kind of uh, what the New Testament tells us as believers. But it says that the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and the distressing Spirit from the Lord troubled him. And so there's a lot of comments on what does that mean, that um, you know, there's those who say, well, did, was Saul ever saved? Did he lose his salvation? All this debate. It seems to me that um, that Saul that he, <clears throat> in his rebellion against the Lord, because we know that the Spirit of the Lord came to Saul. He was chosen of the Lord. But he, because of his 
carnality and rebellion and jealousy against David that he opened himself to this distressing spirit. I want to go to the New Testament that we know as believers that when we come to Christ that the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. And there are certain verses in the Bible that tell us, for example, um, let me go to um, the book of Ephesians. Uh, the book of Ephesians, and i got to find it here, so if you just give me a minute. And in Ephesians, he tells us the spiritual blessings that we have. And he tells us that in him you also trusted. This is chapter 1. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So I read that the spiritual blessing that we have is that as we come to the gospel, the the hope of our salvation, to the word of truth, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Uh, Paul writing to uh, the Corinthian church, uh, he writes in 2 Corinthians, Now he who has established us with you in Christ has anointed us as God and also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. He goes on to say in chapter 5, Now he has prepared us for this very thing as God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So it appears to me that as the Holy Spirit comes in us, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that, that is a very strong word, that's, that word seal um, there that is given to us. So I believe as a believer that the Holy Spirit is in our hearts and in our lives and is there as a deposit for a guarantee of the purchased possession as the Lord will come for us uh, when our lives end or in the rapture of the church. So does that help? Yeah, thank you for clarifying. I just need a prayer for me and my family for financial blessing and uh, financial breakthroughs. Absolutely, Jerry. So, Father, I pray for Jerry. He asked a very good question. And, Lord, we know that uh, we can open ourselves up to, you know, the, the, the spirits that are, you know, n- you know, not of the Lord. But, Lord... As a believer, we have this Holy Spirit in us as a a down payment, an earnest, you know, payment for um, the purchase possession. So, Lord, I pray for for Jerry as the Holy Spirit is in him. But, Lord, not only in him, I pray that you would fill him with the Holy Spirit, that you would guide him. Um, Lord, I do pray that um, you would uh, bless him and his family. Uh, be with them. Uh, bless Jerry. I pray for financial provision. Uh, I pray for peace in their family. Lord, that you show yourself strong on his behalf. And, and for all that um, that uh, Lord is in his family, you know exactly what his needs are. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank Jerry. you. Thank you Thank for, you for the praying. God bless. Absolutely. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. All right, 303-690-3000. You know, we're getting close to to break. And, you know, sometimes I get asked on the, the program, can Christians be demon-possessed? I don't believe a Christian can be demon-possessed because we have the Spirit of God that dwells in us. And a container is either lit or it's dark. Um, but if we have the Holy Spirit of God in us as a believer— 
a demon can't come and live inside of us. Now, with that said, that the enemy um, or the spiritual warfare that we fight, uh, that the enemy will try to oppress us, he will attack us, he'll try to deceive us, but we don't want to open up that door in any way. We want to walk in the Spirit. We want to be guided by the Spirit. We want to be filled by the Spirit of God in our lives to live a life for Him. So that's that's what we want um, as Christians, to walk in that obedience, to walk in, in uh, closeness with the Lord. And that's a wonderful thing that we get to do in our relationship with Him. So um, we're going to go to break here. And I know that there's a couple lines that you're waiting. We'll get to your questions. we got one open line, so give me a call. You're listening to Calvary Live uh, with Pastor Jeff Biggs at Calvary Greeley, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back after two minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And just heard those two numbers where you can be a part of the show. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. So glad to be with you as we start the second half of the program today. I do want to let you know that tomorrow night we'll continue our study in the book of Revelation. We'll be in chapter 14. Last week we looked at the ministry, the 144,000 that uh, was mentioned in the first five verses of chapter 14. And it was a real powerful study at looking at the benefits and blessings of purity that we learn from those who, you know, were, um, you know, sealed by God there in the, in the tribulation period. And uh, so I would encourage you to listen to it, uh, not only is for us, but for us as parents or grandparents to pass along to our kids. And it's something that's not really talked about a whole lot in the church today is pursuing purity and holiness. But there's blessing and there's benefit from, um, you know, living a life after the Lord and desiring to live in purity and holiness after the Lord. So I would encourage you, we'll finish chapter 14 of the book of Revelation, 7 o'clock. Love to have you come out. And uh, we got a place for all the kids, uh, whether it's nursery or children's ministry or youth. And uh, Wednesday nights are so much fun. A lot of people come out. It's such a blessing to be able to gather. And then on Sunday morning, we got a very important study. We're going to be in First Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at that section that deals with the roles of men and women in the church. And that's a very important topic that is, you know, concerning the church today because more churches are allowing culture to influence their decisions that they make and the conduct of the church and the order of the church rather than the Word of God. So we're going to look at that carefully. It's going to be a great study. I think everyone's going to be really encouraged by that study. So 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, three Sunday morning services here at Calvary Greeley. Love to meet you and your family and serve you in any way that we can. We have a great, great uh, children's ministry. Uh, your kids will love it. They'll, they'll learn of the Lord. Uh, we have a place for the nursery and toddlers, uh, for uh, youth. Uh, look us up at calvarychapelgreeley.com for more information and and also for directions to the church were easy to find. Well, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go 
to, let me look at my call screen. And we do want to go to Kip and Cheyenne. Kip? Hello. Yes. You're on Calvary Live, Kip. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, sir. Hey, you had a call earlier about the millennial reign, and uh, it happens to be something that I've really struggled with in my studies as well on why after the tribulation, after God comes and gets his church, um, does he come back to the earth and reign for a thousand years? And then after that reign... Satan is loose, and a percentage of the people that he's reigned over um, choose not to follow him, which uh, is the amazing. same option that we all have right now. Yes. And I studied, and I studied, and it just didn't make sense to me. But I want to share a thought I had and just take you, or just hear your take on it. Um, okay. I have a special needs daughter. Um, she is incapable of um, of logically thinking and and taking care of herself. Um, she's you know uh, almost fifteen years old and she's she's non communicative. You know she uh, she may have the process in her head you know to just herself, but to be able to share that with anyone else, she's unable to do that. Mm-hmm. And so for a while, I questioned how God would judge her. Because if she can't physically or logically make a decision to follow Christ, um, I had some pastors say that uh, that they said that would be my responsibility as the head of household, that um, her salvation would be weighed off mine. I can't find anywhere in Scripture where it says yeah. I have the power to save anyone but myself. Um, right. And all of the babies that are aborted and, you know, stuff like that, who never had a chance to logically make a choice before their life was taken from them. Um, I just started to wonder of the millennial reign isn't uh, a time period the, that um, those that were unable to make a decision in their life would have the opportunity to make a decision because I can't see anywhere in Scripture where God just gives someone a free pass. In fact, He came and died on a cross to fulfill the law. I can't see where He would just give people a free pass to not choose Him and still go to heaven, yet um, without that thousand-year reign, a person who didn't have that opportunity, such as my daughter, uh, wouldn't have an opportunity to make a conscious decision on where she wants to spend eternity. I uh, just wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah, just a couple, yeah, some good good thoughts, and, and I don't know if my answer is going to be um, satisfactory to you because you're asking a question about salvation that I'm not quite sure the Scripture doesn't say. Now, I do what you said that um, I, I agree with you when you said that you can't save anyone. I, I think sometimes pastors say that salvation is up to you as the parent, because I think that perhaps they might be making reference to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 that says that the believing spouse sanctifies the children. And But there's a difference between sanctifying them and salvation. I think what that verse is saying is not that automatically the kids are saved. I think what it's saying is that the believing spouse uh, brings blessing and benefit to the house because she is a believer. 
And of course, Paul explains that perhaps the husband might come to salvation, and also she is there to give the gospel to her children. Um, so I think that's what that means. Um, as far as, you know, when it comes to special needs, um, I, I all I know is this, that God is a just God. And a lot of questions get asked, well, what about the person that has never heard about the gospel? What about the person that perhaps, as you're saying, the condition of your daughter? Um, he's a just God, and and he is a compassionate God, and he is one that um, is going to deal with it in true righteousness and compassion and justice. And I know this, that when we are in heaven, that Revelation chapter 19, also chapter 15 declares that righteous and true are your judgments. How all that's going to pan out, Skip, I'm not sure. And there's nothing in that tells us, because if you read the book of Isaiah, and you probably have done this, it talks a lot about the millennium reign, but there's nothing in there that indicates that to me that I've seen unless I've missed something. So I don't know. You know, that's right now I don't know. Uh, but I do know this, that the Lord is perfectly just, and um, and he's going to deal with it in a just way. No, and I, I agree 100%. Um, my studying, and, and the reason I wanted to soundboard this off to you, is um, I can't find anywhere in Scripture where— um, where your decision isn't made by the time of either the rapture or your death, that there's any other chance um, for you to come back. So for, for God right. to wait till the end of time, you know, the end of the earth, to, uh, to allow Satan to have the Antichrist and to come in and to watch everything come to fruition that he's done, shouldn't that be the end of the book? For some reason, he decides not to, and he still has a thousand-year reign where he comes back, Satan is right. found, and and uh, he still reigns upon the earth for a thousand years. And it, I don't know who. It was hard for me to figure out who, and I'm, I'm not saying I have it figured out. I'm just saying right. it makes logical sense to me that there were people who didn't have the opportunity to to make a decision and and it says also in the end after satan is loose that some of them do choose not to follow christ but then yeah, it was their amazing. choice like a yeah, baby it was their uh, choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know a baby that's aborted it's never but, given a choice it's it's yeah, you know it, yeah and i think kip one of the things that maybe consider and pray through is hebrews does tell us that it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment and yeah. and so, you know, that's where we just have to leave it in the Lord's hand, his sovereignty and his goodness. And um, so um, keep studying, keep looking at the Word of God, and, and we can trust in him um, in, in everything. So can I pray for you, Kip, and sure. pray for your daughter? Father, yes. I thank you for Sarah. Kip and, and, and calling and for his daughter. And Lord, how precious she must be. And, Lord, we just pray that you're the God that is holy and just and perfect and righteous. And we will be together, and we will say righteous and true are your judgments. So, Lord, I pray for Kip as, as much as he can minister to his daughter and just love her and, and speak uh, words of truth into her. We know that you can take it and you can work it in her heart. And, um, Lord, I just pray that you bless him. I thank you for his love for the Word. 
and his love for his family. I pray you bless him and strengthen him in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. You bet, Kip. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Yep, God bless you. You too. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And love to talk to you and pray with you. And and um, so give me a call and and let's continue. Let me give you that text line if we get time. Uh, 720-336-0897. But let's go to David and Greeley. David? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Yeah, all right. I got a question. <clears throat> yes, sir. Well, I'm, I'm looking at YouTube from time to time. and mm-hmm. It talks about these rock bands that sell their soul to the devil. Yeah. I'm going, sell your soul to the devil. What's that all about? Do you have, do you have any insight on that? I don't know. Um, I, you know, what I, I think about that, um, you know, remember Jesus said, what good is it if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? I think yeah. Satan will give you the whole world. And remember that in the temptation of Jesus, that he took Jesus up on a mountain, showed him all the kingdoms, didn't he, David? And he yeah. said, this is all yours if you bow down and worship me. So I think maybe that's what is uh, that reference of sin, you know, uh, selling your soul to the devil. It's just rejecting the Lord and giving yeah. yourself totally to the world and the things, because he's the God, little g, of this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. And, um, and you, you know, he usually doesn't have to offer you the whole world, <laughs> you know. Usually it's pleasure here or this drugs or, you know, this alcohol or whatever it might be. But I think that is somebody who is just selling their soul to the devil. It's re- full rejection of Jesus Christ and um, and pursuing um, sin, carnality, uh, the world, what it has to offer. And um, and it's sad. And so yeah. I think that's that's what I think about, David, in that. Well. Um, yeah. It seems like they have all this fame and everything they want. They do. Yeah. And it's 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 deception because um that's what the enemy will offer, you know. He'll offer you fame, he'll offer you uh fortune, he'll offer you all these things, but you know, he he does that because you know, people will pursue those things and and the Bible warns against those things. He warns against it's the love of money that what is the root of yeah. all evil. Yeah. It's not money itself, but it's the love of money. Uh, if we're pursuing just fame, if we're pursuing. And here's the thing that uh, I, one of the things I really want to pass along to our young people is don't be deceived by the enemy. Because those things, the pleasures of the world and the things of the world uh, will, you know, do you in and wipe you out and put you in bondage and deceive you. And it reminds me of an incredible verse in Hebrews in the Hall of Faith um, as he talks about Moses. Here's an amazing thing. It says in verse 24 of Hebrews 11, By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the plastic uh, passing pleasure of sin. That's an amazing verse to me. So what it tells us that Moses, we know that Moses lived to be 120 years old. In the first 40 years of his life, he was in Pharaoh's palace. 
he was, you know, mighty in, in work and deeds, is what Stephen says in the book of Acts in his testimony. He was probably Moses in line to be the next Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the face of the earth. And it says that he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. There may right. be pleasure in sin as the as the enemy, you know, dangles the carrot and the fame and the fortune and the immorality and all of that in front of a person to pursue, but it's it's passing. And the end of its way is destruction. And that's what's amazing about Moses. He gave all that up. He could have had all the women he wanted. He had all the money he wanted. He had all the power, the most powerful man on the face of the earth, if he would have become Pharaoh. But he gave that up right. to be with God's people. And that is amazing. And and that's what um, you know we need to explain to our young people, that the world is going to bring death to you and deception and defeat and bondage and sin will. And you may have pleasure for a season, but right. it's going to end up wiping you out, and it brings death. It is Jesus that brings life, and this world is not your hope. So that's the message that we need to keep giving to our people. Don't sell, don't sell you know, to yourself to the world and to right. the enemy. Give your heart to the Lord. So, yeah, oh. good reminders, David. So I, uh, the scripture in Romans chapter 1 came to mind where God gave them over to their desires and their whatever. And so there's a, there's, it seems like there's a line that people can step over where, where they're just out of God's, they, they reject Christ. There's no longer any chance for them to receive salvation. Well, the only time that really that I know of specifically in that is in, we're going to talk about tomorrow in the book of Revelation, those who align themselves with the Antichrist. One of the proclamations of the angels is that if you take the mark of the beast, there's no hope of salvation. But here we do know that the scripture says that God will not always strive with man. Right. There, there, There is a perhaps a point where you know, you're given over to that. We don't know what that point is. So I know my part is I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep ministering and giving the gospel and praying for that person. Because it also reminds me of what Paul writes in First Timothy, that he says, listen, I was an insolent man. I was violently arrogant. And he reminds us of the mission of Jesus, that he came to save sinners, of which I am chief. And when right. Paul says that I was the chief of sinners, he, he's not saying there's this dark, deep, secret sin that he had. He's referring to, man, I killed Christians. I was the worst of the worst, and yet God right. saved me. So I look at that and I think, okay, God's grace and his salvation can be extended to anyone. Um, and we need to pray. And, and where that line is, only God knows. But our part is keep praying, keep uh, loving, keep giving truth and love, keep right. standing for the gospel, and and commit all that to the mm -hmm. Lord. All right, all right David? Well, that, that helps me out. Thank you so much. Hey, good. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. God Bye. bless you. All right, 303-690-3000. We do want to go to Tammy in Maryland. Hi, Tammy. Hello. How are you? You're on. Good. You're on Calvary Live. 
My question is about godparents. Where mm-hmm. in the Bible speaks of godparents? And it's not in the Bible. It's man-made, and if it's man-made, is God? Or God is God of all? So right. yeah, that's that's my question. Yeah, that's a good question because I grew up, you know, um, uh, you know, in the Catholic Church where I had godparents. Um, and of course, for those who may not know, um, I just kind of want to explain that the godparents were counted, um, uh, responsible to ensuring the child's, you know, religious education, really what it was for, uh, caring for the child if, if, if they should be ordained, uh, I mean, orphaned. Um, and, um, so they, they played that role. Um, it's usually was associated with, uh, baptism or christianine ceremony in not only catholic church but also other christian denominations um it's not addressed in the scripture uh god parenting is entirely a tradition it is not addressed it's neither condemned or condoned in the scripture so um you know, sometimes now I think the popular turn is they call them sponsors. Um, oh. So, yeah, that's what they call it now. And usually it's it's in reference to um, when there's infant baptism that, that, you know, the godparents are there. That's another issue all in itself. I do not believe uh, in infant baptism. We don't practice that here at Calvary Chapel because we see that in the scriptures um, that, Baptism is to be for the one who's made a decision for Jesus Christ. Um, right. So it's it's tradition is what it is. Um, okay. It's not condoned. It's not condemned. Um, it is just tradition is what it is. So does that okay. help? Yes, it does. That, it helps a whole lot. Thank you. You're welcome, and thanks for calling, Tammy. Appreciate it. All right. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. You too. You have a great evening. Good question. There are some questions, you know, the Bible doesn't speak a whole lot about. And I know that some of you listening, maybe you had godparents and, you know, they said, hey, we'll take on this responsibility. And and um, but a lot of times it is a traditional thing. And and, you know, I remember I couldn't even tell you who my godparents are, but I'm I'm older man. So um, it is a tradition, not only in the Catholic Church, but in other circles of, of the church as well. Hey, we've got time. Grab an open line, 303-690-3000. In the meantime, we are going to go to Richard in Lakewood. Hi, Richard. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Uh, yes, I would just like a prayer request. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, just a, uh, God's word and decisions for me to move to Colorado Springs from Lakewood. I'm going to be retiring in about 18 months, and the house will be ready in seven months. But I want yeah. to know if it's his will for me to move over there. Yeah. And, well, uh, it, and well, he first... gave me knowledge how to sell and make a little bit of extra money for when I retire. I'll, I'll yeah, get good. that house uh, paid for and just retire. And well, just congratulations on your retirement coming up. Yeah, and it'll come on as quickly, won't it? So, um, yeah. but Richard, just a couple quick scripture I want to give to you. One is that he, 
as we go to him and as we wait on him, Isaiah 30, that he promises to be that voice behind us saying, this is the way you walk in it. And also Paul in Colossians chapter 3 talks about having the peace of God that rules in your heart. And that's what I'm going to pray for you, that if you're to go ahead and move there, um, you know, the Colorado Springs before the retirement, um, you know, specific decisions, he'll give you a peace that rules in your heart. And that word rule means uh, to make the call like a baseball umpire. He will make the call for you and give you that peace. So, Father, I pray for Richard. I just pray that as he retires soon, that you would um, just help him. Um, uh, decision. He has a house um, that he can close on, but he's 18 months out to retirement. So, Lord, uh, give him a peace that rules in his heart and what he is to do and uh, guide him and direct him. And as he goes to you and seeks you and waits on you, that you would be that voice saying, this is the way, go to the left or go to the right. So, Lord, I, I thank you that he desires to seek your will in this matter. He de- And he desires to... Um, to move forward and what you have for him because um, you had the very best for us. So just guide Richard, uh, speak to his heart in that still small voice. Give him a peace that rules in his heart and whatever decision he's to make in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, thank you, Amen. sir. Because that, that's just been on my mind for the last two days. I just been thinking about uh-huh. it. And I know he'll probably do it for me, but I just have to he wait will. and be patient. It's up to him. You do. And, you know, here's the thing, Richard, is waiting on the Lord is a hard thing to do, especially because we live in a a culture and a society where we want things right away. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't like to wait, and we can carry that into our spiritual lives. But he does promise in Scripture that as we wait for him, he'll be gracious and he'll be good, and and that he will bless and, and I believe that he's going to do that for you, Richard. And uh, everything yeah. looks like it's lining up. And I just wanted a nice prayer from you. And I just appreciate your radio <laughs> station. You got to know me, Jesus, my Father. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you do to get down to Colorado Springs, uh, Grace FM's down there. It'll be one hundred one point seven. But continue to listen to us, okay? Okay, one hundred one point seven. I'll write that down. Yeah. Is there a church over there too? I can go to. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's Calvary Worship Center with Al Pittman. He's a good friend. Oh yeah, of mine. I hear him a lot. I like him. Maybe I'll go visit him. He, yeah, and then Eric Cartier. He's another good friend yeah, at Rocky I heard Mountain him Calvary. Too. I like him. Yeah, those guys. What a blessing Colorado Springs has, and and um, and you know I've known those guys for years. Um, Al's on the west side of town. Um, and then yeah, I he's believe got they that started. Real stern voice. <laughs> yeah, he's such a neat brother. I love him so yeah, much. And then I like him Eric too. Cartier too. They, I, get, I, they get the word through just like you. Yeah. Th- well, yeah, they're going to teach you and they're going to minister to you. And then Rocky Mountain Calvary. What a neat fellowship. And um, and Eric Cartier. So you're going to be under good care uh, with Al or Eric Cartier. And so be sure to look them up and. And there's yeah, other, maybe you know, that good was churches God down there for too. that because I've been looking for another church too. Yeah, and so you know, there's some others. I believe um, Jim Etheridge, uh, Calvary East Side, is there. He's a neat, neat brother. So there's some really good churches down Colorado Springs. You're going to be blessed. So um, just keep praying, and the Lord will get you there in His time. Amen. I thank you a lot, sir. 
Thank you. All right, Richard. Appreciate you calling. We'll keep praying. Okay, I'll let you know if what happened is if I yeah, did it or do not. That. Okay. Yeah, and we always like uh, follow up. And in the meantime, I'll give you a follow up. All right, Richard. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, it. All right. God bless you. Well, we're coming to the end of the show here, and um, let's go to Kelly in Fort Collins real quick. Kelly. Hi there. Hi there. Hi. Hi. I only got about. Two minutes, so okay. you got a you got a prayer request? Uh yeah. Um my prayer request is just for a road opener and for God to show me what I can do with my talents that He's given me. Okay. So so Father, I do pray um for Kelly, for the whatever talents, gifts that you've given to her, Lord, that she would use them. And um Lord, I just pray that she would um, understand those gifts, uh, the biblical gifts given, um, and Lord, how they operate, um, how they function, and Lord, that um, she would look to you and then use it to edify and build up the body of Christ. So I thank you that she desires to do that, and Lord, that she would have a good understanding of, of those gifts that you desire to give to all believers. So Lord, I pray that you would just be with her uh, help her to grow in your word and in your love. And we just pray that you would use her to uh, benefit the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Kelly. Thank you. Hey, Have a we, good day. You too. We heard the music. Had a great show. Thank you, everybody that's called in. Um, and keep listening to the Word of God. Keep studying the Word of God, everybody. Looking forward to talking to you next time. And uh, appreciate you tuned in to Calvary Live. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Everybody have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.